Casper, a Town Square media station. With your host, Drew Kirby. Okay, okay. Holy cow! Can I have your attention, please? Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. We do appreciate it. We love to hear from you. If you've got something you would like to ask or talk about or chat or you want more info on, you can hit us up uh, on this station's app. Just click on the chat now feature and you can get in on that and ask us any questions that you would like. If it's for Game and Fish or maybe you've got a question for about a product from Brian at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. We can get all of those answered, and we'll talk to each and every one of them today. Uh, we've got Janet and Brian from Wyoming Game and Fish Department. They're going to talk preference points. I know a lot of people get a little uptight when those words are thrown around. We'll try to get to the bottom of the difficulty of those points. Also, a question. We'll talk to Brian about maybe some products you need to get in on that you can get at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And we've got a very special guest, Werner Studer, who's with the uh, National Leadership Council for uh, Trout Unlimited. It's going to be a great show. We do appreciate it so much that you're tuning in. And again, if you've missed any of the episodes, you can find them all at the station's app. Just click on On Demand. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome in on this fine day. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. If you have any questions for Game and Fish, get over to the My Country 95.5 mobile app. That's where you can ask the questions. And if you've missed any of our previous episodes, they're on demand 24-7. Make sure you get them and listen to them. All kinds of information every week. From Game and Fish, and uh, this week we're going to get to one that, well, it, when I uh, asked about it first, I heard the answer, oh, this makes me puke. And then... <laughs> You're not supposed to quote me, Drew. Oh, I'm sorry, Janet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but one of the things that uh, a lot of people are get confused about or maybe get irritated at, and that's preference points. And uh, Brian Olson is in with us today as well. And, and Brian, this is kind of a... Uh, a touchy subject for for some people because they get a little bit irritated when it comes to the preference points. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, for residents, preference points just deals with moose and um, bighorn sheep. So a lot of that has to do if you have the most preference points, you're the ones in the in the draw first, and everybody underneath is kind of in the random draw, which is a very small percentage uh, available out there. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about for residents why we don't have preference points for deer, antelope, um, and elk. And at this point, we do not, just non-residents do. And uh, that kind of leads into non-residents um, putting in for elk right now. We get a lot of phone calls in January. Um, how many preference points does it take to draw this area, that area for elk, because the deadline is the end of January. So 
it's pretty tough even for folks that deal with this every single year, wonder if they can draw an area. And the easiest way to do it is, is contact your local biologist or game warden or regional office, and we'll help you go through those steps because it is, it is complicated to uh, know if, you know, where to look online to see if you can draw certain areas with the number of points you have, or even to look up how many points that you personally have in your in your own uh, mailbox. So what are the ways that a person acquires the preference points? Uh, is it just by purchase? Yes, it is just by purchase. So it's a totally separate time of year that you apply for your preference points. Um, starting in July through October, I think it is, you can actually buy your preference points and then that'll be your preference points for the following year. Now, if you end up drawing something, utilizing your preference points, you will not be able to purchase a preference point that year, but um, be able to go into, you know, the next year, unless you have a moose license or bighorn sheep license, you got to wait five years before you can start all over again. So um, it's not one of those processes. It's, it's easier to explain um, to each person that has those questions because it is a little bit complicated. So I've talked to a couple of people that have been putting in for a moose license since they were 15 or 16, and now they're 31, 32, and just got their first one. So just because you have these preference points don't mean you're guaranteed to, to draw a license. No, absolutely not. That's why we ask you to call or at least go online and look at your drawing odds. So if you think you have enough, um, you know, the max points to draw, um, or you're just a couple short, but you still keep putting in for the same areas that you have to have max points to even be considered. You know, you just got to look at those things. If you want to go moose hunting and you have, you know, 19 points, there's certainly areas you can go hunt moose, but it's probably not in the location you've been putting in for every single year. So if you don't know where to look, call us up on the phone. We'll certainly help you out and get you set up so you, in the future, you can either give us a call or you know to look online. So, and that really is a great point that I think a lot of people maybe don't even know about, and that's where you want to draw isn't always where you can draw. Absolutely, and that's kind of the biggest thing. Most people just want to, they always want to hunt in their backyard or maybe where their grandpa took them hunting one year in the bighorns, and that's where I want to go moose hunting. But, you know, if you look at the drawing odds for moose in the bighorns, it's you got to have max points to even be considered. Um, so being too short is, you know, you're not going to be able to draw until all those people in front of you that put in for that same area draw first. So it's one of those things where you have to look at some different areas and that's where we come into the game where we can help you out on what areas you can actually draw and then what access is available. You know, is it on public land, private land? Is there private landowners in those areas? You know, all that kind of stuff to make it easier for you if you just want to go moose hunting with the points that you have. Is there um, a trick for a, a resident to be able to draw or have a better odd of drawing where they'd like? Uh, no, it's just knowing where to put in with the preference points that you have. So if you want to draw and you have points, it's good to know your drawing odds for each hunt area. I mean, that's the trick. Um, putting in for the same area every year is not going to be good for you. Um, if you're thinking you're going to be able to draw. So the trick is, is just knowing what your odds are and, and um, with the number of points that you have. That's the trick to it. And not to get frustrated because everyone is dealing with the exact same thing. No one has better odds than anyone. Nope. Like I say, it, it all comes down to the number of points you have. And um, Drew, there's people that 
that just don't put in every year. So if you have max points and you're, it looks like you're guaranteed to draw this area, um, then all of a sudden you don't draw it because, you know, 10 other people just jumped in that year and messed up your drawing odds. So you just have a lot of people out there that just buy points every year. And then when it works out in their schedule that they want to put in that year, then they just jump back into the system. So that kind of messes up, you know, your drawing odds. And that's what's really frustrating for a lot of guys that think they're going to draw each year because they have the points that they think they need. And uh, you have that point creep where other guys just jump in and, and uh, mess it up for you. Well, if you want to find out more information and, and get a direct answer from Brian or Janet or anyone in Game and Fish, uh, go to wgfd.yo.gov and the right on the front page of the hunting there, you can find out all the information. And Brian, I appreciate you explaining uh, like you did because that really is, is, I think, helpful for so many people. I hope so. Listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. All right, guys, thanks for coming back and, and joining us here on the program. And every week we have a question. Whether this question is yours or not depends on whether you ask a question, and you can do that inside the My Country 95.5 app. Just click on the Chat Now feature, and that'll come right here. Uh, Brian and Janet back with us, and... The question today is, my neighbor found an injured deer and kept it until it was better, but after he released it, we saw it dead on the road three miles away from the house. It didn't really look right when he let it go, but what could we do? What should we have done in this situation? That's from Stephanie. Ugh, Stephanie, ugh. You know, this is something that we deal with consistently every year, and every year we put out the exact same message. Um, and and it's it's one of those things that, again, I feel that we need to, first of all, say everybody in this situation is always to, trying to do the right thing, right? It's through the goodness of the heart that that Stephanie's neighbor was was trying to help this this wild animal, this deer that was, was hanging around. But uh, we need to remind people that they are wild animals. They do carry wild animal diseases. And some of those wild animal diseases may not be super fantastic for people. And so there's a reason that we actually have um, in regulation that it is illegal to possess um, any of these animals um, for rehab unless you have a specific rehab license. So yeah, like it happens quite a bit, Drew, that people do, especially during the you know early summer months when they're picking up baby animals. Um, it's illegal to you know possess those. So that's why if you run into the situation, I mean, just give us a call. I mean, that's we deal with this on a daily basis, and uh, we can actually see if the deer is going to be all right. Um, all that kind of stuff. And if, if it is suffering, we can go down the road of, um, you know, euthanizing that deer. So it's out of its misery, but we deal with, um, injured critters on a daily basis and they just need to give us a call. And, and I know, Jenny, you said this, everybody's trying to, to do good and thinking that, you know, they're, they're doing the right thing. But really when it comes to wild animals, the key word is wild and they're not domesticated and they shouldn't be treated as domesticated. And and that's exactly right. I mean, people may be feeding them the wrong food. You know, everybody has different biotas in their their gut and and have to have different forbs or, um, you know, they might be browsers. And so they have to have different kind of feed. And if you're just giving it, hey, 
you know, that can be a huge issue that ends up actually killing the animal. And so, so there's a lot of different things that, that you just need to think about. And, um, it's, it's always difficult because, you know, as Brian referred to, we deal with it a lot in the spring with newborn animals. And part of how mamas deal with their newborns is they drop them and they leave them. And they, you know, I, I like to think that they give them the same look that I give my children. Don't move or I'm going to take you <laughs> yeah. out. And, and they do, they do keep them there. Maybe it's underneath a sagebrush or maybe sometimes it's in a parking lot because that does happen when we have these animals in our urban area. Um, and they're hiding from predators, right? If mama's standing right next to a newborn, then the coyote can see it pretty darn easily. That mountain lion can hone in on it and that makes it just a little bit more, um, dangerous for that newborn. Whereas if the mom drops it and is off feeding away from that animal, maybe the prey, um, are a little bit more, you know, the predator is a little bit less likely to find the prey. And so that's a, a better situation for those little guys. And people just don't realize that. And, and so whether the animal is sick, whether it's a newborn, give us a call. Um, we can certainly check those things out. We can get them to, um, if they're um, a bird species, we do have several different rehabbers in the state that we can get them to. Um, if it is um, another wildlife, we have this whole fantastic um, system where we, we can call people and say, okay, here's what we're seeing. What do you guys think? Good, bad, ugly, or, you know, let them lay on the ground, let them recover. They'll be fine in a couple days. Or, you know, maybe they likely have something. Very good. Check them out. Uh, you have a question for Game and Fish at the My Country 95.5 app. And if you have a question that needs urgent uh, response, just hit them up. You can email them. You can call them and get to it at the WGFD.wild.gov. Guys, thanks. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Drew. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Back into the show with Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And, uh, well, Brian, it, we're all, what, about a third of the way through uh, February all of a sudden. I thought you were going to say a third of the way through winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just February. We're just starting this stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things that are kind of wrapping wrapping up. Yeah, waterfowl season's kind of coming to a close, and the big, uh, a lot of the big ice fishing tournaments are just finishing up this weekend. But uh, there's a quite a bit more to do. There's a, a lot of excitement going on here in Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And I know, gosh, three or four or five weeks ago, I came in and was looking at all the different uh, snow sports and outdoor activity stuff that you guys. And you walk right in and you see all the snowshoes. And, you, yeah, well, that's just a portion of what you got. Yeah, the snowshoeing has definitely gained a lot of popularity. So we're, we've got snowshoes for, for basically just every age group and uh, trekking poles and camelback little backpacks or just a day pack so you can make a day of a trip so yeah and, and that's exactly what i got too is is i picked up my snowshoes the trekking poles and then you don't want to go up there and be barehanded you know you gotta, you, have, you gotta have your stuff you know <laughs> i mean and without a bag and you guys even have the camel bags with uh, you know water and and packs in there yeah real popular for those guys that are going to be out there for a few hours you know stay hydrated and keep your hands free so you can use those uh, those trekking poles so yeah uh there's some great groom trails, as you know. You've been up there, and yeah. uh, uh, not too far away, about ten miles up the hill, and you're there. Now, uh, this time of year, most people might think that hunting is over, but you know there are a few uh, hunting options available. 
Yeah, and you know, a lot, a lot of the guys that are chasing those uh, coyotes and predator stuff, some uh, jackrabbits or you know whatever they're whatever they're chasing, this is a great time. The colder it is, it seems like a little more movement. Uh, I've got a few guys that are doing some trapping, um, so yeah, there's still plenty to do for the for the outdoorsman that likes to hunt. And that's what I love about Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. You're not just focused on one; you you cover the gamut when it comes to trapping or to predators or even the gear you need. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, we're a big enough store to still be able to carry a little bit from every category. And the one thing that we kind of differentiate ourselves from is that we're not uh, cramming a bunch of private label uh, products down your throat. And what I mean by that is we're, we're carrying more of the brand names that tend to have a little bit better quality, a little bit better warranties, and it's not stuff that's going to fall apart on you after one season. One thing that I've noticed a, a lot walking through the, the store here, especially recently, is uh, a lot of the supplies are coming back that we were having shortages of there for quite a lot of time, uh, ammo included in that. Yeah, ammo's starting to come back a little bit. Um, we've we've gotten a really nice shipment of firearms lately, and I uh, really spent a lot of time just reworking our walls and making sure the new product that we've received has is, is come in and it's and it's out there on display. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see that stuff coming through. Get out here and and make sure you check out what they've got here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. So, you know, we're in February. You know, we're going to have a cold snap like we did this past week, and got down into the below zero temperatures. And if you weren't prepared for it i mean that hurts oh yeah but uh don't look too far down the road it's going to be boating season before long and we're going to be out there chasing those walleyes and trout you know open water here pretty soon well get here and and check this out now if you're still doing some ice fishing all of the bait and gear is still here uh you guys have a, a really good supply of minnows still oh yeah live baits live baits good and we we stock minnows year-round, so we're, we're pretty much never out. Get out here and check them out. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, CY Avenue in Casper. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on My Country 95.5. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if you haven't heard every episode that we've done, you can hear it on our mobile app at the My Country 95.5 app. You can download and listen to all of the episodes on demand. And today, uh, there's a very special organization in Wyoming, and actually it's a national organization. We have a chapter here in Wyoming, Trout Unlimited, and we have Werner Studer, who is the National Leadership Council for the chapter here in Wyoming. And Werner, we appreciate you being on the show. Well, glad to be here. Uh, Thank you for the it's it's always nice, especially in an area, you know, trout's such a big part of everything we do here. And and to be a, an organization like Trout Unlimited, I mean, you guys had your hands full. Well, we do several in other parts of the, uh, of the state. We've done work on the Salt River and Tin Cup Creek in Idaho just across the border. Uh, work up on the Snake River, on the Shoshone River near Cody, do a fish rescue project most years. So we've got our, yeah, our hands full. Warner, how big is Trout Unlimited? Well, Trout Unlimited itself, the national organization, has over 300,000 members and associates. That's a, a nice size little organization to get some stuff done yeah. and make sure that the uh, the trout are, are healthy and and swimming healthy and, and in a good prime uh, position. Yeah, it's the largest national cold water 
Fisheries Conservation Organization. What are some of the projects that you guys have done that have uh, have really impacted the way that the trout are here in Wyoming? Well, up in in the uh, Dubois area, we have put in uh, fish screens so that the fish are not pulled into the irrigating system and run out into the fields and then just, you know, die there. And these uh, screens keep the uh, fish from getting into the area preserved that way. We've also done, like I said, fish rescue efforts where they go out and shock some of the larger irrigation ditches and net the fish as they come up to the surface. The fish aren't hurt, but they're just paralyzed momentarily. And they put them in buckets and cart them up to trucks, and eventually they end up back in the uh, Shoshone River for the winter. You know, you, you talk about these things you guys have done, and they seem like they're such an, an easy fix, uh, but you got to have the, the income to do that. And that's where uh, Trout Unlimited steps in. And you guys, again, are a national organization, but you have the chapter here in Wyoming, and there are ways for uh, folks to get involved and be part of Trout Unlimited. And you guys run on volunteer basis, correct? Most of it, yeah. There are staff members who kind of train to develop these programs to, for example, reclaim a stretch of of a creek that was damaged by road construction or something like that. But it's volunteers that do a lot of the uh, the work. 387 chapters throughout the United States, and they are divided into 36 Council. Can just the average Joe become part of Trout Unlimited? Absolutely. Just go to tu.org on the uh, website, and there's a place in the upper right-hand corner where you can join, and you can uh, give them all your information. You join the national organization, pay your dues there. So you don't have any dues at the council or chapter level. So once you're uh, you're in the the national, then you're in for Wyoming, or you're in for Montana, or whatever states they have the chapters, huh? Right. They assign you to the chapters by your zip code. Werner Studer, uh, we do appreciate it, and and I know that. Trout Unlimited, such an important part of the conservation and health of the trout here in, in Wyoming. And uh, I've been searching through the website and, and looking at pictures and, and seeing some of the, the great things you guys do. And, and I encourage anyone that is interested to go check it out and uh, and be part of it. And if you don't want to join, you can actually just donate to the organization and do it all at that website, tu.org. Oregon. Werner, thank you so much for, for calling in and being part of the show today. You're so very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Anytime, Studer. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys for all you do. Uh, well, that's another show in the books. If you've got a question for anybody that we've talked to or just in general about the outdoors, whether it's hunting, fishing, or just something around our, our great state of Wyoming, you can let us know in the station's app. Click on chat now and that will come right to us thank you again so much for tuning in